Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to a bonus episode, which I've never done before, but I had so many people say that they loved the double episode drop last week. So I thought this week we'll do a bonus, uh, which is a bit of a follow-up to last week. I wanted to have a conversation with somebody who I've got great respect for, great trust in, who actually has or recently has been diagnosed with ADHD. So this is a bonus episode with a interview with Nick. Hi, how are you? Welcome. It's good to be here. (laughs) It's good to have you. And it's really funny because with someone with ADHD, the first thing that you said when I go, hey, would you do an interview with me? You're like, okay, now you've made me nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. I've never done like this before. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It'll be fun. It will be fun. And I I know Nicholas... uh, through Youth Alive, through Academy. Um, and so we've been having a lot of conversations this yeah. year. This topic has come up in our classroom quite All the time. A, right? <laughs> All right? Yeah. And that's why, anyway. And so I thought it was good because some people in my last two episodes are a bit like, oh, you don't believe in ADHD, which I'm like, okay, I don't know what filter people listen to, but mm. I didn't say that. But I did focus on the overdiagnosis, which I yeah. can see how then people would think, oh, she doesn't believe in it. No. I don't believe in the overdiagnosis. So I thought let's yeah. um, so we decided let's have a yeah. conversation. So in let, let us know a bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So um, at the moment I work full time um, mm. at Telstra, which is good fun. I've been there for now a little over a year and a half. Uh-huh. Uh, first job out of COVID, that was fun. Oh. I've been a job for a couple of years. <laughs> Um, married now uh, yes. about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Wonderful woman named Emily. Mm-hmm. Um, she she's an actual legend. She is. She's yeah, beautiful. She's too. really wonderful. Um, studying full time, doing Youth Alive Academy as well. So that's um, and a bunch of other things happening at the same time. So there's the challenges with all that happening at the same time. A lot yeah. of spinning plates. Yeah. Um, I've been diagnosed um, ADHD inattentive. That was the beginning of last year, right before I got my job at Telstra. And yeah. yeah, I've sort of just been going through a journey where I've been working out what this means for me mm. and how this interacts and I guess affects my life and my livelihood and mm. how to come at that from a like biblical worldview as well. Yeah, which I love. And I am really glad that you said that. Mm. And because when we were chatting, I was like, I forgot about biblical worldview. <laughs> and that is very important because that helps shape the narrative of who we are rather mm. than a label yeah. shaping the narrative. So this is interesting that you've been diagnosed as an adult and then you've just listed all the things you're doing, which is working full-time, studying full-time, yeah. married, um, serving, you know, yeah. going to church and serving there as well. So you've got a lot on your plate. So let's start with um, why did you seek an ADHD diagnosis? Because how old are you? Uh, 26. So I'm almost, yeah. I'm almost 27. So in October, I turned 27. Okay. So talk to me about what made you go like miss it all these years yeah well um i mean these it was actually m so my wife yeah. m um she's grown up around a lot of like asd adhd and things like that so she's mm. pretty aware of what it looks like mm. and she obviously works in childcare. she's already pretty aware of those particular things as well mm. and it wasn't until about three months into being married that she was like hey you might be adhd have you ever thought about that and i'm like 
<laughs> no, because I'm oblivious. <laughs> that sounds like covered yeah. in me. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Like she I, also yeah. works in childcare. Yeah, she does. Yeah, and she's she's actually really good. She won't tell you how good she is at it, but she's very yeah, good at it. I bet. Um, you know, and so because I've never thought of myself as ADHD, mm. I've never thought of myself for having or being anything other than I guess like like the word would be neurotypical, and mm-hmm. in, in inverted commas, mm-hmm. but like. Um, she brought it up and it kind of took a few months and I was like, oh, I'm going to ring over it. I was sort of researching a little bit like, am I this? And it was like, oh, I kind of decided to see the dots align, like, you know, the line, you know, all come together and it led to me getting a referral. And at this point I was also like realized, oh, my brother's also been diagnosed. And apparently like, you know, it's supposed to be like a sort of family kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They say it's genetic, but I haven't seen much research now being like yeah. oh it's genetic it's more like caused which is interesting to see some of that <laughs> yeah. research coming out yes um you know so then when I was getting that referral that was the kind of questions that was asked to me I went and got that referral and went to my uh to a psychologist who can diagnose did a couple of different tests just two t- different tests over two different sessions um and then I was banged straight to a psychiatrist in that same center and I was put straight on Ritalin and then that Whoa. kind of, yeah, like, so within, within a couple of weeks, I was like diagnosed, medicated and trying out how it all worked for yeah, me. And yeah. like, it was very much like thrown in the deep end. I'm like, oh, cool. I got this diagnosis, but, and somehow mm-hmm. it feels reassuring, but I also don't know what the heck that means. So yeah. I'm like, just, I've been just figuring this out as I go along. So I don't profess to be like an expert or know anything. So, but like I know from my personal experience and seeing and other people are now knowing a lot more about it. I think um, that definitely it can. It, I mean, like you said, it can be overdiagnosed. I think that's the the approach you took, which I appreciated personally, because it's mm-hmm. like people have moments and they go, "Oh, I'm ADHD," and I'm having an ADHD moment, and it's like, "Cool, that's not what it is, though." <laughs> yeah. um, and so it's really misunderstood yeah. from that from a societal point of view, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. people kind of take on labels a little too easy. Um, like I was very reluctant to take it on. Um, yeah. Like I was like, "I'm not going to say I am until I get a diagnosis." And I have noticed the genuine people in my sphere, and I've got a big sphere and not very many that have a genuine, like, you know, diagnosis like you've gone through, but the ones that I do know of, you've all been pretty quiet about it. Mm. You've not. Yeah. I don't go like, hey guys, I'm ADHD, you know, like, I I, like if it's in conversation with someone and like, Mm. you know, at work, I've like, I let them know that I was Mm. because Again, like in past, and I guess we'll probably we we'll dive straight in. So here yeah, we are. yeah. Um, you know, I've I struggled for many years, like into adult life, like just doing basic things, yes. like being organised, yes. being on time, uh, communicating, and it affected my relationships. It affected opportunities. I've even lost a job before because of it. Um, and so, like, I've I've done a lot of different jobs as well, which mm. is pretty common for people that have ADHD to kind of bounce around a whole ton. Mm-hmm. And um, so I kind of talked about it with them to be like, hey, like, just please, please give me grace. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I don't want to lose this job. You know, help me be better at this job because, yeah. you know, um, I'm, I'm pretty common at work to, like, struggle with time management. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would frequently, especially early days, frequently be, like, taking longer than I needed to with things mm-hmm. or I'd miss things, like, mm-hmm. just because we can't tell us we've got a lot of different boxes we need to tick as a consultant. And so it's a pretty full-on job. A lot of, a lot of complicated things you need to work through. And so I would 
very easily just miss small things that actually affect us as a store and like obviously we get paid commission as well on things so that would affect that as well so it's not just affecting me it's actually affecting my whole my whole team and so we had to work out strategies as well to kind of help with that as knowing that hey well I know that this is an area that I'm not very strong in yeah so how can we mitigate that? So for you, the diagnosis helped because it was impacting your life so much, yeah. whereas in the past you've lost jobs. Yeah. So now you can go along to your boss and say, look, this is what I've got. This is how it impacts me. And then that gives them a, a bit of compassion and grace to go, right, well, let's work with Nick. And you've yeah. turned out to be really successful there. You just got yeah. sent into state. Yeah, and yeah, You're absolutely. doing really well. Yeah, no, I'm doing, I'm doing really good, actually. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I'm actually really enjoying my job. Um, yeah, for those, like, you know, if you don't know in, in Telstra stores, there's a role called like Apple champion, um, which you've got like, you know, anyone just gets to be, you've got to apply to be that kind of role in the store. Mm. Uh, it's not necessarily a leadership role, but it just means that, um, I'm an advocate for Apple products. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing training with the team. I'm helping customers, you know, um, you know, if an iPhone comes out next month, you know, I'm going to be pretty heavily involved in that with my store and helping make that happen. And so... Um, I recently got selected as one of the 12 best in Australia. So I got to go to a trip so to Sydney. Good. Yeah. So, and again, like years ago, this would never have happened for me yes. because I couldn't keep, I couldn't be that consistent yes. with anything. Yeah. And so now being able to be that consistent, I'm saying how I work has allowed me to be consistent in my roles and has yeah. allowed me to obtain some levels of success now in my work. Mm -hmm. And it's made me a major contributor to my store success and um, obviously being recognized by, you know, different people in Apple and Telstra as well as mm. what I bring to the table, which is which has been cool because it's led me to have conversations with some uh, people who have a lot of decision-making abilities yes. um, and be able to provide input to that and into the future of the program as well. So, yeah, it's and all really And as everyone exciting. can tell, you're extremely articulate. Um, and because this also impacted your study before because yes. you've tried to do this course that you're doing now a few times and couldn't get it finished, whereas yeah. now you're like literally nailing it. Yeah, I mean, 90% nailing it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm yet to look at your quizzes. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, my quizzes are up to date. They are. I'm actually ahead now because uh, I said... You were the only one that had done them, you and M, the other day. I was yeah. like, go you guys. Yeah. And again, there's strategy behind that um, because, like, I know where yep. where I fall short. But, um, yeah. So, because, like, I find it easier to do stuff with people. Yes. And so it provides a, a really strong level of accountability for me. Yeah. And... Also encouraged me to do it because yeah. for me, again, like ADHD, usually I mean, people talk about like a symptom of that is like a lack of dopamine creation, which creates the inability to maintain focus, whether it's too little or too much, never right in the middle. And that dopamine largely creates the motivation to do tasks. And it, despite, the mo despite whether you want to or not, um, you're kind of like, they call it, talk about being executive dysfunction where it's like, you want to do stuff, but you can't do it no matter what you try to yes, do. Yep, and that's where you need to yep. put strategies in place to help you do it. Whether you gamify stuff or um, like I know for me that like now that if I have to work from home, I'm like I'm doing a morning – I'm trying to do a morning routine. I'm getting mm -hmm. dressed. I'm putting my shoes on. Mm -hmm. I'm not going outside, but I'm putting my shoes on because there's something that just clicks for me where I like, okay, I'm in work mode. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing as well. When I come home, I don't get I don't get unchanged straight away now because if I need to do work, I do it straight away. Right. So that's like your way of going, I'm not relaxing and chilling and putting on my chill clothes. Yeah, so absolutely. it's all these little strategies. Yeah. Let's go back to the diagnosis. Yes. Now, how many like uh, what do you call it, appointments did you have? How long were they? What was that process? Because um, this was one of my points. It yeah. is not 
and I'll stand by this one. It's not actual medical, as in you can't scan a mm. brain, you can't have a blood test. It's it's cognitive behavioural observation. But walk us through that. Yeah, I agree. There's no real, there's no like medical test. It is. I yeah. completely agree that it is like behavioural and it's cognitive because I think it's still so misunderstood even from the doctoral level and it's mm. like we're still learning so much more about it and what it actually is to an yeah. extent so we've yeah. only got these symptoms to kind of go off it yes. and how much it actually affects life and so yeah. for me it was like that first session was we we're having a chat about it and he was just going to know me a little bit and then I did a 20 minute test now if you are ADHD mm-hmm. um this test sucks. <laughs> it's not fun <laughs> at all. It's basically. I had to do this yeah. similar test for an eye test, and I hated it. Yeah, explain. It's it. not fun. Mm-mm. So this first test, it was like, okay, cool. So I sat in his office with a computer. He brought out this like really old laptop, and I was like, Whoa, all right, okay, <laughs> From good the start. Archaic yeah, honestly. Ages. And it had like a little button with it that you'd plug in and an app that took ten minutes to load because the computer's that old. Are you and serious? I'm serious. It was like. I was like at Nancy, like just like, can I just do the test already? I'm like, I'm like. So this is high tech. This is a real high tech test. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, um, but then it was like I had to take off my Apple Watch. My like my phone wasn't in the room. All the devices in the room were turned off, even the printer, and it was pitch black. The room. Oh, that's hor- That's what's horrible. Yeah. I don't like being in pitch black. Yeah. You know, in pitch black, it makes everything seem yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. And there's that singular screen on, yes. right? And. Um, it's it's a black screen with a small white box in the center. And then for 20 minutes, your goal is to observe it. And every time the little black dot appears, I believe it's in the, it was either the top half or the bottom half. I think it was the top half. If it pops up in the top half, click the button. Mm-hmm. And so you do this for 20 minutes, right? And so... It's torture. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, it was. And I was like, I'm going to... I, I went in there, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to nail this. Because yeah. for me, it was like a game. I was yeah. like, I'm going to nail this. I'm going to do so good. Yeah. Right? I was like... Because I didn't even care about the diagnosis. I'm just like, I just want to do I want to do good at this. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm competitive. You know? And so we, I did this test. And um, <laughs> it's hilarious because it's supposed to measure your focus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the, what he was explaining is that it kind of puts it into like a, um, like a bit of like a... Oh, what's the graph called? A line graph. You could take all these different measurements and you just mm-hmm. create a median across it, I think. Mm-hmm. And so it, a person who doesn't have ADHD should at least for like 11 to 12 minutes, he was saying, be able to maintain a really good regular focus and it's yep. not to drop off towards the end because of the length of time. Yeah. But it would be very consistent. Yes. Um, the first thing he said when he looked at mine, and he's German, right? He was like, oh, you're quite severe. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not good with accents, but that was my best attempt. But... <laughs> It was, we laughed. We laughed really hard at that um, because mine was all over the place. Yeah. And I, I swear to this day, I didn't take my eye off the screen. Yes. I was zoned in. Yes. <laughs> I like for yeah. me, zoned in. Yeah. And I was trying my hardest and I still mm-hmm. missed like eight dots. Mm-hmm. Right. And my reaction time was all over the place. There was no consistency at all. And so he was like, because he was like in, in his medical opinion, he was like, you can't fake this. This yes. test you can't fake. Yes. Because... It's, it gives you a clear of like observation of my symptoms, which is the inability yeah. to focus, which is the main sort of thing they look at with ADHD. Yeah, and they would be tracking that across many people. So that's good data collection for them Absolutely. too. Because if I went into that room, 
And then if Cameron went into the room, he's probably more similar to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably not as bad. He'd be in between, whereas I'd, I'd probably be totally fine. So and, and so you had that. Yeah. And so that was like a 20-minute appointment. And then? Um, so then it was followed up by another separate appointment where we did a questionnaire. So that time I just went by myself because like, ah, oh, and we can just yeah. go to work. And yeah. uh, I spent a bit of time there. Now, he was pretty certain. It's like, because that test is like, you can't fake this kind of stuff. So we did a questionnaire. And the hard thing for me was like, he was obviously asking questions about childhood. Mm. And I'm like, man, I have like no memory of my childhood, hey? <laughs> I like I don't know I try to remember um, my mum or like Em who's talked to my mum tells me stuff all the time I go like that happened yeah right I sometimes feel like I'm what I, you I, weren't I, present yeah, in your own childhood yeah honestly um, which I guess makes sense if you're ADHD like you do just yeah. blank on things yeah. you do um, so but so I don't know if that was like part of it or not um, so we are just going through stuff and you'd be asking questions like you know daydreaming all the usual kind of stuff they go through and some of them are like oh I'm actually not too sure where he goes well you're, you'd be classed as ADHD and attentive, so you'd be displaying this in your childhood as well. So you kind of went through it with yeah, me to yeah. kind of help me understand this. Because, again, I still knew nothing. Yeah. So it was like I didn't really know how to answer the questions the way that, like, I should be, I suppose, yeah, um, yeah. for lack of better words. And so he kind of helped me walk through them. We were like, well, if you're like this now, you were like this then. Which, I mean, is fair enough because I do think about sometimes because being an attentive – I probably, I wasn't the hyperactive type. I was very talkative. I got a lot of like distracted easily in my report cards. You know, I also regularly got, you know, I could do better if he just focused or. That's literally Cameron's yeah. childhood too. Yeah. Like so many, hey, like I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Like report card yeah. after report card yeah. was like, Same thing. you know, could achieve so much if he just knuckled down and did the work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I guess that's where I was like, okay, well I can see that that it did link to my childhood. I just mm-hmm. probably wasn't fully aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I did have a really structured childhood as well. Uh, my mum did was, or didn't? Did did? did. Yes. I did have a really structured because I wanted to get into that after yeah. and look at your childhood and what other things there might yeah. have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, that helped. My mum was really good for that. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, um, yeah. Coming from her, her experience growing up. Yeah. She grew up where she had to do everything herself because yeah. you know even though her parents were together their entire life. It wasn't a very functional home. Yeah. And so she looked after her, like, little sister and did a lot of work. And, Mm. um, like, when she became a mum, she was like, I refuse for my kids to suffer the way she did. Yes. And, like, and she's a wonderful mum. She she kind of, like, went so far the other way, though, where it was, like, so structured for us. Right, that you might have been missed but this is it this is one of the things i'm talking about right like i've seen children who have genuine adhd but because they're so well parented yes it could be missed yeah yeah like we were so looked after like you know like when like mom like mom stayed home like and she's got a lot of she's got health problems herself so she couldn't really work she'd help with dad's business and stuff but yeah um it was yeah, she would cook for us. She'd make our lunches for us. She had routine for us. As soon as we walked in the door, it'd be unpack bags, you know, get changed. You know, like I played soccer a lot growing up or football if you're in, if you're a true fan. <laughs> um, that'll, you know, get some comments. But anyway, I was, yeah, I loved football. And so I played that like six days a week if I could. I was at the football club all the time. Mum was super heavily involved with that. She was like a treasurer at one stage. And so, like, my, my goal as a kid was to grow up and play for Australia, you know, as yeah, a goal, yeah, I was yeah, a goalkeeper, yeah, yeah. you know, and so I love that. So 
going everywhere. I'm, not, I'm laughing that you're... No, you, you're awesome. I'm like, right, let's go back to the diagnosis. Yes. Yeah, His brain's going... No, but you're going linear. Like, it's actually really good information. Okay. This is so flipping good. But I just want to know the diagnosis, and yeah. then I'm going back to your childhood. Yes. Because that is so fascinating. So, second test. Yeah. Questionnaire. Yeah. I think you said to me before it was like like a 10-minute appointment. Oh, so, so, yeah. So, from there, um, I had my psychiatrist appointment that same day. Right. So, you had so you did the 20-minute computer test the first time. Then you went and did the questionnaire on another day. And then on that same day, straight yeah. to a psychiatrist. Yeah. All in the same building. Yeah. Um, and so, because they're, they're like a building that specializes in a few different things like ASD. Yeah. And so, um, I went straight in there and it was like I was there for 10, 15 minutes. Hey, not even kidding. And it was like, all right, we're going to start you off on this. And like, this is what it does. And he kind of like yeah. went through, like, I felt like it was a usual spiel he gives people starting off on stuff. I always started off on a short acting form of, of Ritalin. Ritalin? Yeah. Um, and so uh, he was like, it's, you know, he assured me, oh, it's much safer. Like, you know, he, so he talked about things like, oh, it used to affect your kidney. That's only like, oh. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, now, what is this, this about is, me? No, this is. This is what I find interesting though, right? Like say 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 it now they know it affects your kidney. I don't know when they found that out. Maybe they found that out five years ago, ten years ago. Five mm. or ten years ago they would have told you, oh no, 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 no. Which is why I'm always like, guys, do your research, do your research, yeah. do your research, because because they don't really know unless they put it on a lot of people and then yeah. that becomes you are the data. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Did he say any other side effects? Oh, you went through a couple of things like you could like you could experience headaches and things like that. Mm, so yeah. it, it came out at a very point of view. It was like, look, this is just a starting place. Yes. We're going to work through and find yeah. out what's going to work best for you. Yeah. So it was just the first thing he went to was medication. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like my diagnosis was, I was pretty severe. Yeah. According to yeah. them, so yeah. which I which I tend to believe because I couldn't yes. function. It was it was honestly yes. life was crippling and yeah. didn't really work well for my self esteem. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I believe for a lot of years from like the age yeah. of like 17, 18 up to like 25 when I was diagnosed that like, I'm just a complete failure yeah. and that I can't function and I've got yes. character problems yes. and I'm just like, and being a Christian as well, it's another yes. level of like shame attached to that. It's mm. like, why can't I display the fruits of the spirit? Right. Why can't I display self-control? You know, and and that's the age yeah. where you didn't have your mum so much to organise you anymore, right? No, like yeah, because yeah, were... then that's a whole. I know <laughs> we, we're going to we, get into gonna that, get guys, because there's there's multi multi layers. So you start on the medication. Did you find that it? Did you have side effects? Do you find it helped? Um, what's interesting is that when I have it, I. I actually don't. I actually don't notice the difference so much. Really? Um, you don't I, maybe it's because I'm just honestly like I'm both self-aware and not at the same time. It's a weird okay. paradox. Yeah, I'm aware weird. that I'm not self-aware, which kind of makes me half self-aware. So I don't know <laughs> how that works. You are very self-aware in a room. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's probably over years of like um, being. I don't know the the annoying guy in right. the room and knowing, but you still have to read the room to know you're the annoying guy. Yeah. But you couldn't help yourself, which is what's sad. Yeah, I think time has helped me learn social stuff a little bit more. Um, yeah. I, part, part and parcel with that, though, is that I, I was bullied for most of my schooling life. That's horrible. So, like, it wasn't until I got to sort of grade 10, 11, 12 that it, when I went to a different school, um, a Christian private school, my first time ever going to one, yeah. that I wasn't really bullied anymore. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I was still the weird, annoying kid because I had no filter and I was impulsive and whatever, right? Yeah. All the things that kind of come with that. Yeah. But I, I very much have had to, like, learn social skills, yes. um, you know, and I've – it's so funny. When I talk to people about this, they go, like, you just, like, sometimes I don't know how to respond. And I go, like, learnt responses. Right. They're the best. <laughs> right. So you go, like, I shut my mouth if all else fails. Yeah, like, yeah, you've absolutely. learnt how to manage to, to not be that person. So. Yeah. So how much? So th- so you don't really notice that the meds have helped, but you but you do at the same time. We were talking yeah. about it before. Yeah, with absolutely. The like students, um, the people around me notice the most. Yeah, specifically M because she sees me the most. Yeah. Um, I think probably if I was to say, like, I mean, where I probably do notice it is that I can focus better and I do get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't actually take it every day. Yes, this yeah. is interesting. We were talking about this. You manage yourself, but you are mature. You're twenty six, so. Mm. Um, I think that's one of the bonuses if you can look at it from that perspective. Yes, no, I, I, I do. I don't honestly look at it like that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. you know how to manage yourself without having to be on it all the time. Yeah, it just um, mm. what what it does for me is like okay, I've I've got my own like I don't I don't think I'm dumb, so I I, I can I, I believe I can mm. process stuff yes. and. I don't overestimate my ability, though, with that at the same time. Yes. But I go, okay, well, I can look at the the factors and all this kind of stuff and go, okay, how does this all come together and how can I move forward? And yes. so I now use the diagnosis as something to go, okay, well, that's actually helped explain a lot of the things. Mm-hmm. It's given me some grace for it. Um, so then I understand now why these are things I'm not natural at. But then it's also gone like, okay, well, now that I know about this, this is, okay, how can I manage this? Because... Some of these things are things that, like, you kind of need to be able to do to yeah. be able to function yes. in society, yes. yeah. which is, like, basic things like time management, yes. you know, being able yeah. to, you know, all be organised enough to be able to string together multiple things at the same time, mm. which I'm by no means excellent at at all. Um, I, I'm still like, man, I'm just getting by, by the skin of my teeth sometimes, mm. absolutely still. Um, but, but the meds help you focus enough that yeah. you're... F- you're coping better. Yes. And it's not because that's to me true ADHD really severely impacts your life to the degree that even if you've got a parent who puts you like I was talking to a friend yesterday, they're they're traveling, their child is homeschooled, she is a really good mom, good mm. diet, the kid plays a lot, and he still struggles. Yeah. So that's where I go, yeah. Like I said, I've sent children myself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think if you were a child in my class, I probably would have picked it. Yeah, I mean, potentially, to be honest. Mm. Um, not all the te- No one picked it as I was. Because you were up. not hyperactive. But I exactly. had a child exactly like you. Yeah. And he would he would literally zone out. But he was the sweetest kid. Yeah. All the, all the kids I've had that are ADHD have actually got the best personalities. Like, I adore them. And I, I really felt for them because you could see their struggle. Mm. And, um, and you know that, you know, and especially if they don't have a good parent. Yeah. That's helping them. Yeah. So, um, so the medication's helping. Do yep. they have to adjust your dose to get yes. it right? Yeah, we changed it because um, you could choose to go like short acting or long acting. Yeah, so we just slow release. Just, yeah, exactly. Short. Yeah, so I found we found that the short acting one for me, which you take one tablet twice a day, um, actually like had a negative effect on me initially. Right. Because I, I would take it if I didn't have breakfast with it. And it's the same thing with my long acting. But I have food with it. I actually feel really nauseous. Yeah, for a, like yeah, once it kicks in in about 20 minutes, I feel yeah. nauseous for about 45 minutes to an hour. Oh. And it's almost like I can't do anything. I feel like I'm actually going to throw gonna up. Going to vomit? Yeah. Now, this is hard. You're an adult doing this. And mm. this is, again, where I really feel for children who, um, you know, if they take their tablet, 
they're driven to school, they go and sit in the classroom. Yeah. They don't tend to tell, you know, you just got to fit in with everyone else. They can't just sit and mm-hmm. go and lay down or not many of them would advocate for themselves and say, I feel yeah. sick. So it must be a hard process for kids. Yeah, and everyone has different symptoms yeah, or side do. effects rather as well. Like that's just my personal experience with it. Like Lucky you're grown because it does stunt growth. Yeah, children. exactly. Yeah. So which is why I kind of go like hearing some of the stuff around it and some of the side effects, I'm like, mm. oh, geez, unless it's like severe, like maybe hold off medication because there are plenty of alternatives as well. Yeah. Like I focus, I'm beginning to start to focus really heavily on food groups that actually help create dopamine to mm. kind of offset the lack of creation in my brain. What kind of foods? Um, so this, um, probably the easy way to do it is for things to stay away from. Yes. So simple carbs. Yes. So that's your breads, your rice, yes. your pastas. Yeah. Which is sad because <laughs> I flip and love all those things. Right, but they quickly turn to sugars. Yeah, and... exactly. You know, and there are things like, you know, um, refined sugars as well. Mm-hmm. So your soft drinks, all that kind of stuff. Um, fizzy drinks in general, apparently. So I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah, like you know? loaded with sugar. Yeah, absolutely. Additives. Yeah, absolutely. All that kind of of stuff mm-hmm. um the best things to go for is actually lean towards a little bit more protein so like eggs um salmon apparently is really good for your mm-hmm. tuna there's also um complex carbs so that's mm-hmm. like your veggies and things like mm-hmm. that you want to be focusing more on those kind of diets and you don't want to be eating some of the over processed foods as well so and i love that about you that i have obviously had many conversations mm-hmm. with you um about this that you do take a multi-leveled approach you're not just like right i've got this diagnosis i've got mm. my tablets off we go yeah so you've taken it's not four. a it's not a solution that, that yeah. i think that's what I mean, it almost feels like the medication is like hey that's your one solution you know have it and you're all mm. fixed and it's like mm. well no no no. it's got to be multifaceted mm. because you sh- i i personally believe that you, you shouldn't be over reliant on the medication yeah um you know if i was diagnosed earlier perhaps i might be like would have taken a learned to take different approaches uh, things that are really also great is exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, so exercising regularly is a really good thing to do. Um, and um, so that's something that I'm working on to try and introduce some more exercise into my lifestyle as well yeah. um, to kind of help with that kind of stuff because, yeah. um, like, there's plenty of people out there who actually are, like, genuinely ADHD and don't take medication and they rely solely on natural methods. Yes. And they function. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and I think it's not a one-size-fits-all. Yeah. And, um it's funny how I think people who are in your, and this is why I wanted you to come and have the conversation, because I have found some people are a bit like, well, Renee, you've got no right to talk about it because you don't have ADHD. But I'm mm. like, ah, oh, te- I'm a teacher. And yeah, teachers are at the forefront, yeah. um, unless you've been missed and you get the diagnosis as an adult. Teachers are at the forefront of spotting it, suggesting mm. it, diagnosing it, and not diagnosing it, sending them for, for a diagnosis. And I have noticed, and quite a few teachers did inbox me as well, saying a lot of teachers are very quick just to go, oh, well, you know, this child is, you know, disruptive in the classroom or whatever, and they just jump to the conclusion. I've had mums mums telling me they've been in tears yeah, um, many times because I've had a a boy that's gone to kindy, Mm. where in kindy, by the way, you play, you move, you sing, you don't sit still. That's one thing you don't do. And then we throw them into the classroom where all of a sudden Mm -hmm. the prep teacher's not thinking what they did in, because I was prep teacher for a long time. They're not thinking what they did in in kindy that they sat, you know, and the the kids all of a sudden, these parents were shocked. Um, And so I think everyone tends to jump to, let's diagnose, let's medicate. Kate, and there could be other things first that you might help. Do you, what do you think? Do you see a, um, do you see an increase? Do you think there's an increase of awareness? Do you think there's an increase of people 
finding it. I know some of the other students before were like, they find that it's like the cool label to have. Like mm. no one kind of wants to say they're autistic. ASD, it's the ADD. That's what they were saying. Yeah. You're yeah. my witness. Yeah. I'm not just saying that, guys. Yeah, That's no, what they're, <laughs> they're all saying this. Um, yeah. And they're all from different youth ministries in different regions mm. across Southeast Queensland as well. Mm. Um, I tend to agree with with that observation. Um, it might be different elsewhere, but in our particular pool of like teenagers, yeah. definitely there is an increase in uh, that claim, I guess, of being yeah. ADHD. Um, I think it might be because like it's interesting. It's It's multifaceted. I think... One, it's probably, like, not the worst thing in the world to have. So you can kind yes, of get yeah. away with it a little bit. Because, like, if you say you're ASD, then it's, like, there's a whole lot of stigma that comes with that kind of stuff and Good how point. you probably should be acting. Yeah. But it's ADHD, it's just, like, it could just be things you're just not disciplined with, mm. you know? Mm. And so it's, like, ah, oh, you know, like, you know, I know we were talking about this as well, where it can become an excuse for people not to work on their character and become disciplined, mm. you know, which mm. is a sign of maturity in Christ, mm. right? And so that's my, that's sort of my concern. And I know that I've, you know, encountered young people who very much use that diagnosis as a like, oh, this is just how I act. And I'm like, yeah, but I am too and I don't act like that. You know, yeah, I'm a lot further on the journey. I'm a little bit older. I'm, I'm starting to move into my late 20s. And so it's just like different stages of life. But also even before I even considered being ADHD, I always thought, oh, it's just a me thing. I need to work on me. I need to work on my character and my mm-hmm. discipline and my self-control, mm-hmm. you know. And I was, you know, like taking on responsibility myself to, to work on that. And it's just like it's, it's, in, it's an interesting, mm-hmm. like, social thing that's happening. Yeah, how does that make you f- feel when so many people might just easily it's called therapy speak by the way I've been looking into this and all this stuff's coming up I'm like oh my gosh this generation are very versed in therapy speak Mm. so you know oh that's oh I'm a clean freak it's just my OCD speaking or you know um I know we do it sometimes at home with Cameron I'm like well your ADD is coming out today um (laughs) but how does that make you feel when everyone's claiming or a lot of people are claiming maybe ADHD but then you've actually got ADHD like how does that make you feel? It's yeah. just like they're immature, they don't get yeah, it, absolutely. they only knew. Yeah. I th- I think as well, like it's I try not to like look project. at people and go like project how I feel onto others because you yeah. know, yeah. I, I mean I always try to approach people with a lot of grace because I think we're all just trying to yeah. do our best out here with what we have and yeah. maybe we don't know that we need something different or better. You know, hence why I love the Bible and church and, you know, like the community of Christ. Like it's so real and it's so good and it, it is better than anything else I've seen and experienced. Um, you know, how, like, uh, I would say, I remember your question, how does it make me feel? Yeah, yeah how um, do you feel when you just hear it claimed kind of on I think maths? that people actually do. I, re- I think if you genuinely have it and it's severe, you don't want it. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, because while there are like the perks that people seem to hype up and go like positive and, you know, it's like, yes, yeah, my ADHD is my superpower. My superpower. Right? And I go like, hey, look, there's some good things. Like, man, I can, hi- when I hyper focus, I can get so much work done. I can, I'm a really fast learner. I connect dots and see patterns so well. Um, like, so there's a lot of strengths that come with that, that yes. I kind of lean into. Um, but at the same time, the other side of the coin is that it's crippling. And it is, and it ha- and for my experience, it's been debilitating. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been able to function fully as an adult. Yeah. Um, you know, and 
now that I have that diagnosis, it's allowed me to tackle that problem, you know, be able to move my life forward. And it has moved forward very quickly in a short amount of time, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, like me at 18, I would not be doing what I'm doing now. I would not have held down my job. I would still be failing, you know, this diploma. Yeah. Um, my no, marriage would be a mess yeah. <laughs> yeah. and wouldn't be married to me. Yeah. Like this is the thing I love about her is that while we were dating, we actually had a three-month break because I needed to work on stuff. Um, yeah. And she's like, if you want this to be a thing, then you need to work on yourself because I take myself seriously. You need to take yourself seriously as well. <laughs> you know? I am. Yeah, no, she's blunt. And I love that. Yeah. I need that. She's like, she's great for me. Yes. Yeah, she's yeah. such a big reason as why I've been able to really get some, like, rubber yeah. meet the road kind of traction in my yeah. life, you know? Um, See, whereas I feel like Cameron is one of those examples where um, he had similar things in childhood. Like, mm. I remember one day he kept getting up out of his chair and the teacher actually tied him to his chair. You would not get away with yeah. that now. That happened to M's sister as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I feel like, um, and this is where Cameron's never gone, I reckon he's a case where... In today's society, they would diagnose him, mm. but he was not that debilitated by it like you were. So yeah. I would say he would be an example of a overdiagnosis if he was diagnosed because yeah. he's been able to lean into his strengths. He understands his uh, challenges and his weaknesses, mm. and it hasn't debilitated him. Yeah. It's never kept him from a you know a job yeah. or a relationship, and so that would be the difference where I'd go okay between you me. And Cameron, we'd go, me? Absolutely not. There is nothing mm. ADD about mm. me whatsoever. I'm like Mrs. Focused person. Yeah. You've got Cameron somewhere in the middle that I reckon he'd be the classic if he was diagnosed. That is an overdiagnosis. And then mm. there's you. Yeah. That that it was debilitating. And the yeah. diagnosis has been a push forward, but then you've still taken responsibility. Yeah. You have even to. You have that, to. Which, I, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, I had a really good question. Um, 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 let me see. Um, what was it about? Um, oh, I know. Let's, because we've been going 35 minutes. Oh, I, wow. told quick, eh? <laughs> I told you we would go fast. We've got to get back to class soon. Um, usually ADHD doesn't stand alone as yeah. well. That's what I'm finding. A mum told me just yesterday that her, uh, a child, uh, was it under the age of seven or over the age of seven? It might have been over, yeah. unless they have another. Yes, they NDIS went with some, yes, yeah, yes. Unless NDIS. they've got a unless they've got a friend like ADHD, a friend with anxiety or yeah, another autism, diagnosis. Yeah, they and, won't fund it. Right, which almost is like oh my gosh. So that means hang on, are they acknowledging that there's an overdiagnosis of ADHD or or? Are they wanting people to have more than one diagnosis, right, so that they can double medicate them, which yeah. really concerns me. Um, but has it been a standalone for you? I think if you were to look at it, it'd be really easy to say maybe anxiety. Yeah. Um, but I, at the same time, I've just always looked at going like, no, nah, I don't have that. I don't have those. I'm not struggling with anything else. I'm very yeah. much like that executive dysfunction, that like life admin struggle, like all this kind of stuff. I, I've always been like, I'd be that one third of ADHD people that don't have a friend with that. And yes. so I'm just like, so and, and, and I don't want to take any of the stuff on because mm-hmm. at the same time, and again, it's probably like you're splitting sides, I guess, of the, of the argument mm-hmm. here, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be taking on labels. But I think that's because you can delineate, I don't know if that's the right word, but you can, you, you go, yep, ADHD, absolutely. But my, and even that, I was about to say my anxiety, I hate it when people say my, my this, my that. But you can obviously then go, hang on, but for me, anxiety is not debilitating. 
So yeah. I'm not going to take it on because yeah. I can cope without medication and whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, it's that's probably based on other things as well. It's not yeah. related to ADHD with yeah. my life experiences. Yeah. You know, and so I've it's like, oh, that's probably just environmental versus an actual like chemical thing happening mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. And so I go, okay, well, that's the stuff I need to work through more so. Mm-hmm. Um, and trust God in as well, that there's a process mm-hmm. to this, you know, like sanctification, like I'm becoming more like Jesus. And so I go, well, okay, well, that's not really part of the me, you know, like that's something I need to work on, but that's not the main thing for me. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's really good. Because I know, and I've shared this before, but years ago I had a few panic attacks, which yeah. was a shock to me because yeah. I'm like, what? I'm strong. Like I am strong emotionally. Mm. I've been through a lot of family. And, um, and I just happened to, I was new into the area. And so mm. I just randomly rang a doctor because I'm like, I don't know. I didn't know what it was. I thought I had a virus. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it ended up being a Christian doctor. Yeah, cool. And she said to me, she goes, she looks me in the eye. She goes, you do not have anxiety and cool. you do not have depression. Awesome. Now, someone telling me I didn't have it, she goes, you, you've, you've had some panic attacks, yeah. but look at your life. You've just moved states. You've got yeah. no support. Your husband travels. You know, she goes, so you're having a normal life reaction. Mm. And I fear that what is happening to our young people, someone said to me the other day, oh, like, you know, I know you're really um, passionate about mental health. I go, no, I'm not passionate about mental health. I'm passionate about... Um, young people becoming resilient. Yes. That's what I'm passionate about. Because I'm worried that they're just being told you're this, you're this, you're that. And now it's harmful for me to even say that because it's like, but what about the ones that are genuine? Can two things be true at once? Yes. There are the genuine ones. There are genuine. You've had some trauma. I know when you're, um, I had a very close family member that passed away. I could be considered childhood trauma, but it doesn't mean you have to label everything. And there is a differentiation between um, legitimate uh, mental health Mm. experience and just, and having, getting a label for it. Yeah. I think the way you use that really well is like resilience. Um, And again, like, I mean, you look at, you can look at James um, and there's another scripture I'm thinking Mm -hmm. of. I feel like it's Philippians where it talks about, like, perseverance leads yes. to character, which yes. leads to hope, right? And then James talks about, like, that when when perseverance has done its full work, you know, you're, you're lacking nothing. And I love that scripture. Mm. And I'm still trying to figure out what does lacking nothing mean mm. um, because I don't think it means what the initial thought would be, which is like, oh, I'm not lacking, you know, mater- ma- yeah, material, material things, you know. But, yeah. um, like, I love that because, like, you know what, like, if anything I think I've done well is that I've persevered. Because um, I've That's had, I've had to, so good. you know, and it's necess- I think it's, it's an important part of the Christian journey. So yeah. if you're not a Christian listen to this, you might not understand this. That's okay. But if you are, you probably have experienced like, you know, Jesus invites us to go on the journey and suffer with him, which mm. is not the fun thing of our Christianity, but it's incredibly forming and it's an important part of salvation, you know, mm. and it's a part of being sanctified. You, you need to. God needs to refine us. Mm. And I love that, um, that like concept that's in the Bible of, you know, he's the potter, we're the clay. And I can uh, track back now that, that like, I'm not old by any means, but like I look back even just the last 10 years now, yeah. just being an adult, I go, I can see where God's been forming me and I've resisted, or maybe I didn't know how to, you know, lean into it. And he's taken me and he's just pff, started again, smashed me on the ground. Let's build up again, Nick, you know, let's, mm. we've worked on some things and, 
I think if you're always coming to God and it's repentant and you want to be going God's way, you know, you want to walk that narrow path that, you know, even though the mercy is wide, but you want to walk the, the tough path with God, it's going to lead to life. You're going to see fruit of that. Um, you know, sometimes it takes longer than others because it depends on where you are in life and the journey and experiences you've had. You know, you might have to do more, mm-hmm. you know, which is where I kind of link it to like, you know, the, the, um, the servants who got to receive the talents, mm. you know, like, you know, I sometimes, I, I don't know if it's under um, appreciating myself, but I sometimes think of myself as the person with the one talent, <laughs> but I don't want to be the guy that buries it. Yeah. You know, I want to yeah. do, okay, look, I might, maybe this is just my, the cards have been dealt, but they've been dealt to me for a reason, you know, yes. not all of it God's will because yes. we live in a broken yep. world, mm-hmm. but you know, boy, God can use it. Mm. And I really believe that he can turn all things for good um, for those who love him, you know, and that's kind of like, I, I come to, I'm at a point in my life now where like I, I'm beginning to really understand that longing, that longing for God and to like to desire him. Um, you know, mm. like this year has not been easy for him and I as well. There's a, you know, mm. and that's a story for another time, but it's, you know, it's like, you know what, coming to his feet every day. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I actually regularly pray the same worded prayers, you know. Yeah. Um, I because, do that too. Yeah, because it's just like, I mean, like, I feel like sometimes I always felt the burden in the past to be creative with that. But I was like, <laughs> yeah. I think just the coming back to him and then just being the heart being true towards yeah. him is all that's yeah. needed. And it's like, yeah. you know what, God, this is tough, but I'm going to still lean into you. I'm going to lean into this character formation. I'm going to lean. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to be resilient. I'm going to allow you to develop character in me to make me Christ-like so then I can experience hope. I can actually have that hope, you know. I'm going to do it. I'm doing a clap. That is (laughs) such a good way to end. You're so wise. That's such a good way to end. You, You see it as character formation. Yeah. You have literally given me the best idea when I'm talking about resilience. You're right. It's in that scripture, perseverance. Mm. Oh, Nick, thank you for coming and sharing. I I think that is such a good perspective. And I definitely wanted people just to know that I'm on on everyone's side, but sometimes we have to speak truth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And um, I know that you, because we've had many conversations in there in Academy, that the one thing we don't want is to cripple a generation with something that shouldn't be being put on them um, and then recognise the people who do have genuine issues and everyone's got something, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's just everyone for does. everyone. Yeah, and so. you know, there's lack in every season, you know, yeah. and so nothing's perfect, but, you know, nothing will be until Jesus comes back. But 100%. we just persevere. Thanks for joining me. It's all good. Happy to be here. Have a... Well, everyone here have a great rest of the day. Yes. We're going to go back and do yes, some more study. Yes, we're going to do some study. more study. Yes. Yeah, we are. Have a good one, guys. Bye.